Near FM and the Near Drama Company present Riveting History by Pat Meehan Episode 8 Oh, it's you, Defornicate. Yeah, tomorrow morning, 5.30 at the Shabin Hotel. I'll be ready. Bye. Bonjour, Marianne. It is a fresh morning for a little trip, oui? <laughs> Come, sit yourself into the sidecar beside Madame Dinah. S'il vous plaît. Uh, she will not be much of a conversationalist as she has caught quite an infection of the chest, Malorismal. If she's not well, she should be in her bed to fornicate and not going about at this hour in a drafty open-air yoke attached to a motorbike that gives off smells of dead things and belches putrid green smoke. Are you all right, Dinah? I can't see with all the scarves and that woolly hat on you. She is perfectly fine, Marianne. I have administered a little potion to help with the bronchitis of the lady. It has a peculiar acrid aroma, I must admit. But for this, there is nothing I can do. She can come to no harm, however, in the company of Henri Dufonicate. Here, Dinah. Have you seen any sign of Duck? He's supposed to be visiting some relations, and I haven't seen him. <laughs> we must make haste, Miss Ami. The great quest awaits us. Allez, oh, allez. Oh, what's that horrible stink of burning plastic? Where is it coming from? We can leave Josephine here in this entrance where she will be well concealed. Uh, there is a small gap, how you say, style. We, oui. there is a stile in the hedge across the road. Come, Marianne, I shall assist Madame Dinah Fox. Look at this, Mr. Fornicate. It's bitter cold, for God's sake. It'll kill the poor Alwyn altogether if it gets into her. Why don't you leave her in the sidecar? Impossible. I will have to give her an injection to boost her immune system in approximately ten minutes. Oh, why can't you give it to her now? No, go- oh, I must wait for ten minutes, Marianne. And we shall be in the middle of that field over there by then. Allez, allez! I can't see a thing in this fog, and it seems to be getting thicker. Ah, but there! It rises up before us! The clock found standing stone where Cuchulain met his end. Oh, très magnifique, Marianne. Très magnifique. Yeah, I know what it is. I studied history to fornicate, as you keep forgetting. 
It's actually known as the Clocka Far More, which translates as the big man's stone Asquelga. Cúchulainn is reputed to have bound himself to this pillar when he was mortally wounded so as to keep his enemies at bay till the moment he died. So, now what? Are you going to start tapping on to see if it's got a secret doorway? Because if it has, I'll be scarpering the hell out of here, that's for sure. The great hero expended his last atoms of energy right here. Come, Tina, come. Place your hands on it. Draw his life force from the stone. Just so. We, I can feel the surge. Ah, what dynamism. Such power. We must harness it immediately. Marianne, place your hands over Madame Dinah's. Make sure they stay in contact with the rock. Hurry while I unveil the talisman. Her hands are like ice. And that stink of plastic, it, it seems to be coming off her. What are you up to, the fornicate? All this doesn't feel right. I, I, do- I am going to extract Cullen's DNA from the stone with this magical talisman, Marianne. That's the hurly stick you stole from Newgrange. I am using an ancient artifact to conduct an important scientific experiment. So do not presume to denounce Henri de Fondicate as a common thief. Ah, look, look, he comes. Oh, holy Mother of God, what have you done, you madman? Make it stop, Henri, for God's sake. You don't know what you're unleashing into this world. Dinah, take your hands off the stone, please. His power is flowing into the talisman. Ali, so strong. I cannot hold it for my The standard stone is beginning to glow, Henry. What does it mean? Look, it's getting brighter. Oh, there's a big eye. Oh, there's a set of teeth in the rock. I can't stand the glare. Will you make it stop, for God's sake? Oh, it's a trebel. Beautiful. Oh, me head. <laughs> me mouth's full of dirt. What the bleeding hell happened? <coughs> Where? I see you have come round at last, Marianne. Hey, let me help you up. Steady now, steady now, mon chéri. Oh, what, what happened? Oh, the sun is blinding me. Oui, it is hot at this time of day. And you have been having a la petite somme. It's a little snooze, Marianne. Well, more than a little and snoring like the cochon. Won't, don't, don't. Not another word. Where's Dinah? I had to convey Madame Fox back to the motorcycle some time ago. The lady is exhausted from her earlier exertions. She is in a deep sleep in the little trailer where it is snug and warm. And I'm afraid it is best not to disturb her. So, you shagged off and left me lying out here in the open air under the shadow of that thing? What if an arm had sneaked out and dragged me inside the stone... Or what if the farmer who owns the fields had come along and found me unconscious? He'd have called the police, that's what. How would you explain that, huh? Oh, the great stone is quite dormant, Marianne. For its power lies within the early. 
And I had to think of Dinah. Even now she appears more shrunken. I would have to say she does not look like herself at all. Yeah, well, you're not the first one who said that about her recently. Here, what's that slimy trail leading towards the gap in the hedge? If I didn't know better, I'd say it was left by a giant snail or a slug. Oh, it gives me the creeps. Can we get out of here? There's that smell of melting plastic again. So, you're telling me that Kukulan spirit, or energy, is trapped in an ancient hurling stick? Do you know how preposterous that sounds, Marion? Look, TCP, Devornicate believes it. I don't understand what he intends doing with it. But I'm terrified it might be an even worse experiment the next time. And Dinah's gone missing again. Though I'm not convinced it really was her in the first place. Do you know... I didn't set eyes on her all the way back to Dublin. She was in the little trailer, so he said, and couldn't be disturbed. He dropped me off at my place and roared off on the motorbike like a scalded cat with the stink of melting plastic trailing behind. And maybe he just... Oh, there you are! I look like a pair of lovebirds gooing at each other. I was talking to my friend Jazza on the phone the other day about you, Marion. Yeah, she got into a right dinner when I told her what you were studying here in the college. Right and settled she was. Why would it bother her? This is Loon, TCP. Loon O'Leary. I told you about her, remember? Nice to meet you, Mrs. Ah, sure. I seen you at the meeting in the Bram Stoker Centre when them shaggers pulled the wool over everyone's eyes. And I spotted a pair of you the other day skulking behind that pillar over there. Nothing much gets by Loon, I can tell you. So you were saying Jazza has a problem with me? Yeah. She was afraid you might sneak back out to her place and try to kidnap Bunty and Sonia and Seamus. But I told her you were fairly harmless. And besides, she sort of has the hots for you. What the feck are you babbling about? Jazza fancies you big time, Marion. She says she fantasises about you riding Gertie around her yard. What? A Gertie's a bicycle. She says she can just see your backside spread across the saddle and... Stop right there. I didn't know you were gay, Marion. I'm not gay. Ah, sure, what does it matter whether you are or not? People can swing both ways, can't they? Jesus... It must be great having a man and a woman lusting after you at the same time, what? But look it, do you not remember Bunty the Badger and the Squirrels? Jazz is looking after them down the country where they are safe. Bunty doesn't need the gas mask anymore. And the poor squirrels have stopped trying to hump each other all the time. Thanks be to God. Now they're content to just give each other the odd lick down, you know where... Why would I want to kidnap a neurotic badger and a pair of, of, of co-joined sex maniac squirrels? It was what was done to them caused their behaviour. Experimenting on innocent animals is a disgrace to science. And Bunty was traumatised by them vile badger baiters. 
Oh, it's terrible what human beings will do to unfortunate creatures that are only trying to live in peace. I agree entirely, Mrs. A gas mask wearing badger. How fascinating. I'd love to see that. Uh, hold on, young fella. I have a membership form for the incredible string bandits here in me bag. Now let me just rummage a bit. I, I find it. Once you join our little group, you'll be mesmerised by the amazing creatures we've saved from being exploited and experimented on. I tried to get your one here to join us a while ago. I thought she might have a change of heart about that disgusting career she's contemplating. Isn't that right, Marion? Here, here, son. Sign this. What are you after getting yourself into now, TCP? Have you not got enough problems already? Maybe you should have told Ewan about Professor DeFarnicate's plans, Marion. Her little group, as she calls it, might be able to help in some way. Hello? Yes, I can start back in the morning at the usual time. Oh, that's really wonderful news. Thanks very much. You don't know what this means to me. Bye-bye, and thanks again. Is that a... Yeah, museum, Marion. I'm reinstated. I can't believe it. Oh, that's great, TCP. I'm bleeding delighted for you. That's the bigger problem solved, anyhow. So, it's not looking too bright on the FLM front for you, but you can't win them all now, can you? I'm not concerned about that in the least, Marion. It's you I'm thinking of. What do you mean? Well, if, if you quit that project now, you, you can wave goodbye to the rest of the money and the possible bonus as well. What's this? After all the mad stuff that's gone on, you expect me to stick with it? Maybe you're hoping that FLM will give you another chance and you'll still get the material off to fornicate. Is that it? No, Marion, that's over. There's no going back to FLM for me, but I feel responsible because I got you into the situation with the professor in the first place. That's right, you did. And I'm worried about what he might try to attempt with that hurley. I'm getting the shivers just thinking about it. Your choices seem to be limited. Either go to the authorities and explain to them your fears about the professor, or... If I told the authorities about what went on, they'd have me locked up in a loony bin TCP. And then they might get inquisitive. You don't need your name dragged into anything now that you've got your job back. I can help, Marion. Lumen can too. Why would that owl want to do that when she sees me as the enemy? And would you not feel like you're betraying the great Professor Henry de Fornicate? I think you might be misjudging her. Ah, here. Well, what are you say? Pair of lazy good-for-nothings. Take this tray off me before I let it fall, for God's sake. Ah, sorry, Luna. Didn't see you there. Here, let me get that. Oh, I got you a couple of pastries to go with the coffee. Really? Ah, there was no need to spend your money on us. Ah, what's a cake or two between friends, what? That's exactly the thing I was just this second said to Marion, didn't I? About us being friends. I think Marion wants to ask your help, Leon. Isn't that right? Yeah, well, there's there's a bit of a problem you might be able to... Uh, the Incredible String Bandits, that is, might, um, if they're willing, lend me a hand with them. Oh, I suspect it involves that clone and stuff, right? <laughs> Ah, nothing gets by Luna O'Leary, Miguel. Now wait now. I've another membership form in me bag. Here, sign on the dotted line. 
At this rate, we'll have to form a junior branch of the organisation. Now, tell your Auntie Leon what's eating you. I don't know why TCP, but there's a real spooky feeling about this place. Do you not get it? It's only because we're sneaking around someone's front garden in the middle of the night. Come on, let's see if the side entrance is open, Marion. Look outside, the professor was seen pushing his motorbike in there. Why can't we knock on the hall door? And say what? We were just in the vicinity and thought we'd look in on Dinah. And isn't it a bit of a coincidence that Professor Vicornicate happens to be doing the same thing? And at the same time, now come on. There's a rotten stink of cat's pee all over the place. Ah, that's their spray, Marion. Tomcats use it to mark the territory, that's all. No son of the Professor's bike. Ah, he must be gone. Shh, shh, look. There's lights flickering upstairs. Diana probably fell asleep watching television. Maybe she's peering into her crystal ball. Ah, quiet now. I'm going to try the back door. It's bloody pitch dark in here, TCP. I don't like this one bit. What's that smell? Shh, not a sound, Marion. Jesus! Shh, for goodness sake! This is crazy. We can't just go prowling around someone's house. If we're caught, we'll be done for burglary. Let's just get out of here now. I thought you were tough, Marion, but you're just a scared hot early girl after all. huh? You go if you want to. Don't call me that, Crawley. Come on, I want to find out if Dinah's all right. This is our room. What do we do now? To know TCP, knock and enter. Jeez, I've still got that spooky feeling. Only now it's even worse. Do you get that smell? Lavender. Old ladies like lavender, don't they? Maybe she's burning incense or something as part of a weird ritual. You have to go in first, Marion, because she doesn't know me. We don't want to give her a heart attack. Let's get this over and done with then. Right. Here goes. Dinah? Are you there, Dinah? I can't see in the gloom, TCP. Over there, Marion, look. That rocking chair, there's... there's... It, it, it's, it's moving. Go, go, go down and see if she's in it. We'll both go. Come on, slowly. Dinah? Dinah? Is that you? It's me, Marion. Are you awake? TCP. She looks like wax. And that smell. I I think it's for formaldehyde. I think she's dead. The fornicates after embalming her. Jesus! I get a grip, Marion. It's only that glow from the crystal ball. And that doesn't smell like bam flu to me. Formaldehyde is a type of gas. What do you call that then? Jesus, the stink of it. You check if she has a pulse, will you? Ah, no need, Marion. Her chest rolls slightly. Come, bend close and take a look. I see it. And her eyelids are fluttering. Are you all right, Dinah? Oh, you gave us an awful fright. What, 
What was that? Switch on the light, TCP. What the fu- Her face! It's... It's that... That's impossible. It's... It's turning inside out! Oh, jeez, all right! It's... It's just like the same one that appeared in the Cuchulain stone and... The teeth! Bloody hell, Marion. That's not some harmless old lady. That's a... That's a fucking monster. And we need to get out of here right now. Run! Come back, Marion. Help me. Duck, where are you? Duck! My God, that was amazing. I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, Marion. Oh, pass the brandy bottle back over, will you? That wasn't Dinah. Come on, people can do things in semi-darkened rooms. Sleight of hand, elaborate hoaxes. You told me Dinah is a medium, so there you are then. Tricks of the light, that's all. It's easy to be scared in the dark. No, it wasn't a hoax. You saw the same as I did. Ah, joke perhaps. The body turned itself inside out, right in front of us. I'm sceptical, Marion. I maybe... Maybe we were hypnotised. Oh, you're in denial, TCP. Afraid to face reality. What then? A doppelganger, TCP. To fornicate created a diner look-alike. But that's impossible. He's I... used the hurly power to do it, you see? I don't think that's a reasonable... He thing. needs her DNA. Is and her psychic ability if his scheme is to work. Scheme? He intends to regenerate Cuchulain TCP. Ah, surely not. You, 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 you mean... Nothing you... less than the resurrection of Ireland's greatest hero. A cloned, indestructible Superman. And the unleashing of all his enormous power in the world. But that could have catastrophic effects on the whole planet. It placed in the wrong hands... If this is true, how are we going to stop it? Wait. Why don't you go to the professor benefactor and tell them everything? They can pull his funding and... and, For all I know, they're in cahoots with him and I won't take a chance on alerting any of them. No, the best thing is to go along with it for now and don't let him suspect that we have a clue what he's up to. We'll need time to suss out our options, TCP. I bet you're sorry you got yourself involved in all this crap, what? Jesus, are you two hanging around here again? I'm still paying me way in this house, Mother, as you well know. So I think I'm entitled to have friends over to visit. You're looking a bit flushed, or I wouldn't be saying anything. Were you and her upstairs having a jant? <laughs> be Jesus, I bet you yous were. Wonders will never cease. No, no, Mother. Nothing of the sort. We were just... And what's this? You've been swigging out of me bottle of brandy. I might have known you'd need Dutch courage to give me lip. You better replace it right quick or else... You didn't buy it in the first place. What's that? One of your debauched old men bought it. Would you look at that now? A blonde bimbo lets you get the leg over and all of a sudden you've got the jumping peacus. Here, young one, look what you're after doing. Next he'll be running around the back garden trying to screw the next-door neighbour's cat. With his luck, he'd probably get the balls scratched off him. 
I'm out of here, TCP. See Go ya. on, get going. I hope he hasn't got you up the duff. Because you're certainly not coming here to live if he has. You're despicable, mother. Utterly despicable. Ah, would you catch yourself on out of that, you feckin' thick, you. Sure, I was only having a bit of crack with you. Ah, I'm going to my room. Yeah, go on up and haunt the attic and think yourself lucky you have somewhere to stay. And I still want you to find a place to live, you know. Go shack up with your floozy. That poor Egypt wouldn't know what to do with it if it was put in front of him on a plate. Well, he didn't get that holier than thou monkish behaviour off me or his old fella. We was at a day and night until I fecked him out, that is. Now, what time will me gentlemen be calling? Ah, yes. Johnny is half nine. He's the hand shandy. And Peter, he's eleven o'clock. He'll be looking for an owl gobble as usual, I suppose. Time to start beautifying myself, so. (laughs) 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 Will you hold your whistle out there for a minute? Uh, right then. Uh, thanks to everyone for coming to me house at uh, such short notice. Jesus, but you mustn't have nothing better to do. Now, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, this meeting of the Incredible Drink Bandits is hereby called to order. Now, first up, I want to introduce two brand new young members. <laughs> <laughs> to get carried away and we don't want to be given this pair of swelled heads their names are Marion Munro there is a resemblance but don't any of his old fellas ask her to stand over that air vent in the ground outside me house so you can see up our dress do you hear me ah look she's taking a redner the fella she's with is TCP Crawley they're the reason the meeting has been convened. What's this about, Lewin? I was getting to that bullet. If you'd give me a minute. Uh, well, what happened to procedure? You, 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 you suddenly call a meeting and two new people show up. Who vetted them? How do you know they aren't infiltrators? A couple of spies? The whole feckin' organisation could be compromised. I'm vouching for them, bullet. They're both involved in their separate ways in dealing with the issues that we campaign on. We need to work with them on a covert operation. Right. Anyone else got any questions? Well, keep them to yourselves because I haven't got time to answer them. (laughs) (laughs) That went well, apart from Bullet. Tuppence worth that is. Still, he only has the group's interests at heart. He's really a big old softy, you know. Him and me do have fierce rows from time to time and I usually have to threaten to give him a puck in the gob to shut him up. But he's on side and so are the rest of them. You didn't tell them everything about me, did you, Loon? Only what they needed to be told, so there's no cause to worry. I just, I don't think they'd be so welcoming if they knew now that I was... Oh, a... keep stump about your studies, Marion. The less some people know, the better. Like Mr. Bullet. <laughs> That's no 
not his real name. It's just what he goes by. Uh, I'm not sure I... And most members have a nickname. I haven't a clue what any of them are really called. It's best that way. So what should you be known as? Uh, I was called Bubbles by me man down when I was small. It was a joke between them. Bubbles? Yeah. I used to fart in the bath all the time. And me dad used to say, Bubbles in the bath by Windy Hole. They used to laugh their heads off. God bless their innocence. That's all I can say. And what about your man TCP? Has he got a nickname? He used to be called Septic behind his back in college. TCP? Septic? What about you, Lewin? We can't call the poor fella that to his face. And now, people find me name odd enough, thank you. Now we better go get to the garden and tell them what's expected of them before the lot of them are stoned out of their skulls. I hope they kept their hands off me new plants in the greenhouse. It's for medicinal use, you understand, for, for me arthritis. Oh yeah, I get it okay. I have the odd bit of that myself from time to time. The arthritis, that is. Are you all here? Your man, your man, your man TC, your man TCP has gone off someplace with Thor. Ah, for God's sake, Bullet! Don't go blaming me, Lewin. How was I supposed to stop him? The size of him. The pair of them were chatting away like two peas in a pod. Thor gave your man a slice of cake he brought and a mug of tea from his flask. The next thing was the fellow went, why is a sheep? <laughs> <laughs> so, look, you and the rest of them just stood there watching the poor chap getting out of his head on cake and tea lace with hash. This Thor fellow... Olaf from Iceland calls himself Thor, obviously. He's a big, gentle giant of a man and so, he... So, he says he saw dragons in a volcano once, didn't he, Slash? Oh, that's right, Plug. He's a bit touched in the head, if you ask me. And please don't call me Slash. Sounds like I've got a problem taking a piss. That's enough out of you, Slasher. We all know you love stirring the shit and making things up. And we've all seen enough strange creatures in airtime. So maybe Thor did see dragons. Eh... Does anyone know where a giant Icelander lives by any chance? In a deep, dark cave, sacrificing his little friend to Odin and the other Norse gods. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth, Bullock, you stupid dipshit. You don't know your head from your ass. I know where Thor lives, Lewin. Me and him are buddies from way back. Ah, oh, good, JK. Can you go make sure Marion's friend is being looked after? We can't have our new recruits getting freaked out and thinking we're a bunch of nut jobs. Now, can we? Yup, I'll get rolling on it straight away. Ah, sound woman yourself. Thanks, Loon. It's much appreciated. I don't think TCP is into smoking pot or drinking for that matter. Yeah, we all got to look out for each other in this crazy world, Marion. Okay, listen up the rest of you. Here's the plan. What we're going to do is. What do you want? If you 
You gang her from the Jehovah's Witness, you can piss off away from my door. You have my son Moida with her. You're effing preaching at him about the end of the fucking world. He's going to have a nervous bleeding breakdown with you. No, mister. We're not from Jehovah's Witnesses at all. We're just inquiring about Miss Fox, who lives a few doors away. Yeah, Eldina. What about her? Have you seen her at all uh, this evening, uh, mister? Why? Are you a policeman or something? No, he isn't a policeman. He's just big and tall. Isn't that right, Bullock? That's correct, Lewin. Spot on. <laughs> Bullock? Lewin? What are yous? Out of the feckin' circus? Get away from me, daughter, lot yous. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, did you see Dinah earlier? She went into her house earlier with a small, humpy-looking little fella and a taller man. They pushed this big... A, a big what, mister? Get your foot out of me, dar. Yeah, 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 you snowy looking little swine, you. What were they pushing, mister? It was a big motorbike with one of them little things attached to it. A little, uh... A, a sidecar. Yeah, one of them. And they all went into the house? That's right. Now piss off or I'll set the dog in you. Are they still in there? How would I know? I don't spend all day and night watching the coming and going of the people on the street. But your man with the motorbike sometimes sneaks out the back eight on it. Oh, thanks, mister. Come on, lads. Let's get over there. Hi, Marion. Yeah, just a quick call to give the heads up. Yeah. No. No, they're not in the house. No, it turns out there's a lane at the back of Dinah's. I don't know if your man the professor cropped onto us or he was merely being cagey. No. No, the trail's gone cold. Not a sign of them. There's only a very strong smell of melting plastic. Yeah, okay, see you soon. Take care, bye. Hero will emerge from his long slumber, and I, Henri de Fornicate, will be his master to command how I see fit. Eh? Shh! What was that? Oh, Madame Dinah Fox, and you also, Monsieur Dr. Bullets. Ah. What is this I say? No, you are merely facsimiles of yourselves. Is not that so? Eh? We will be safe down here. While I perfect the means to bring him back to life. Come, you must assist me in my great endeavor. And so we begin. Concentrate. Rose rube etore crucis. Rose rube etore crucis. You've been listening to a Near Drama Company production of Riveton History by Pat Meehan. Henri and Slasher were played by Michael Sharp. Marion was played by Mary McNamara. Loon was Carol Dempsey. TCP was Joe Murphy. TCP's mother was Adrienne Murphy. Bullock was played by Peter Pryor. JK was played by Maura Walsh. Plug was played by Declan Cottle. And Dina's Neighbour was played by Tom Blake. Directed by Declan Cottle.
This programme was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.